Friday, September 2nd, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky, and this here is my podcast. Today I got another uh, guest with me, a returning guest, David Harrison Horton, joining me today. One year, just over one year since he was last on the show. Uh, he was uh, on the show back in April of last year, and today we shift focus as he's been quite busy in the last year. Not only has he been locked down and started working from home, but he's also been able to publish a book. So today uh, we got together and we're able to talk about uh, some of the um, things that he's been doing uh, in terms of the arts, what he's seeing happening in the current Beijing arts scene, given the current exodus of uh, expats from the city, as well as how the arts, uh, art, sh art scene is shaping up in general. We get into some of the work that he's done with his publication and what's going forward uh, for his life here in Beijing and possibly elsewhere. Episode number 33 with David Harrison Horton. Hope you guys enjoy. Episode number 33, David Harrison Horton. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. It's been a, over a year. So you were here in April, I think, last time. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was a while ago. And we talked a lot about... Uh, have you listened to that episode again since... Uh, it was a lengthy one. I was actually I, surprised I, at how long we yeah, went. It was like three hours. Three and a half? Yeah. <laughs> that was a, a two-file export from Logic, because yeah, it won't export things. Like getting up to three and a half, four hours, it's it's too much for the system to handle. So, um, But la last time we talked a lot more about like life in China, uh, how things were going, especially last year we were still in the midst of the coronavirus. I mean... This year, though, not so much, right? I mean, you've been busy with other things. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been busy with other things. Um, Corona's still here, but not. In oh, yeah, I guess so, isn't it? <laughs> but we don't travel, yeah. so it's not as yeah, yeah. not affected. Um, yeah, no, trying, yeah, trying to keep busy. The uh, so, you were. What were we doing last year in April? Do you remember? I can't. We weren't. Were we? Were, we were, we didn't work this April. Uh, it was. Uh, we were kiboshed on that one. But last April, were we still going out of town quite a bit for work trips? I, I uh, Not a lot, but I think there were some. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I actually, it's hard to, hard to remember. It's so foggy. Yeah, well, just like, I was, this April, was that when I was locked down? Yes. Yeah, so that's I what happened I, I wasn't this year. doing anything. Right, <laughs> that's right, you did get locked down. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, that's right. How was that? That was awesome. <laughs> Government vegetables. How long? What were? What did? What did they give you? Um, it's it's actually um, they they did all right. Um, eventually, they allowed people to go to the vegetable market, and um, I'm not going to call it a supermarket, but a a, a grocery store. Uh, yeah, I guess grocery store is the right word. Um, they allowed them to open back up inside the area that was locked down so you could actually um, go and be um, part of a group of five that, that could go to the the grocery store and they, they told you it's like you have 30 minutes you know and it was it was, uh, it was interesting because COVID or, can't transmit in 30 minutes with a group of five um, the the group of five thing was for all the old people that refused to uh, order vegetables online on phones why is this because they want to go pick up their own vegetables. I don't know. Right. Okay. But that's that's what I did. So you know, I was like, it's fine. Um, no. So yeah, you know, 
Was that a uh, sort of a breath of fresh, like freedom at that point, like to get out of your apartment? Like, I, well, it was the only way to get out of the compound. Was in a group of five for half an hour to the the vegetable market or the the grocery store. You had to pick one. Yeah. And you had to, well, you how, had, how how are you going to do a half hour and do both? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, no. I don't understand how any of that works. To tell you no, the truth, no, this sounds fascinating, but at the same time, I mean, I know that you were locked up. <laughs> Yeah, no, you and a couple of you were locked it's, down. It's one of those things, you know. It's like it was an experience. Um, <laughs> I, I like having armed police at the end of my blocks, right? You know, because that's uh, that's always great. Um, after after the first week, they they were manned just by like the normal Bawan folk, but like for for the first week, it was actually like cops telling people that they couldn't cross the border. What know, would have barriers. happened if they did? Do you think they would have shot? No. Just rough them up. Wow. Cart them off. I mean, in, in the States, they'd shoot you. Well, <laughs> at least tase you. <laughs> you tase you. Canada, they'd probably tase you as well. Yeah. yeah, you're right. They don't shoot people. Well, they try not to shoot too many people anymore. Uh, uh, but, uh, the, well, so... <laughs> Yay, body cams. I, you, uh, yeah, that's, that's changed things. Uh, but, I mean, so you've had this sort of a very odd experience <laughs> uh, it's it's you know it's like it's one of those things like many like many many things here like you've been here long enough you know it's like um it, it'll it'll work its way into an interesting story later after you know you're done with all you know the you know uh post-traumatic stress of it all yeah were you stressed at all during that time um more bored right you know I mean, it's like I, I had already stocked up. Like, I had a month's worth of food. I wasn't yeah. worried about that. I'm still eating the meat that I had stored up from then. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like, I wasn't I wasn't worried about that. I had a crazy amount of water. You know, it's like, you know, um, I went into, like, survivalist mode a good couple weeks before then because I thought something was going to happen because yeah. of the middle school. Yeah, they got, uh, they yeah. got tagged, didn't they? Well, and this follows, I remember, prior to the Olympics, which also happened this year. I mean, do you remember that? Um, <laughs> I, I remember having plans to go watch some hockey games that yeah, never... That didn't happen. Yeah. Not at all. But I remember because it was you and there was a couple other colleagues, and all Americans were doomsday saying how we were all going to get shut down. Then Shanghai got shut down. Yep. We didn't. And then I was like, well, you guys just shut up and stop talking about it. And then you guys got locked down. And, like, around my compound, people got locked down, but this compound never Dude, did. <laughs> the, the thing that irritates me so much is, like, I could actually look, and across the street from me, they were not locked down. Right. No, I have <laughs> Looking across the street here, that one was locked down. I'm yeah. going... And they had the, the blue, the sheet metal and everything. Yeah. You're just going, how depressing, yeah. like... There's so much to unravel here, and that you know, in other times and another place, maybe you can sort of voice these things a little bit better. But suffice it to say, it's like, how do you think that's going to stop anything? I actually got a call from someone in the government that wanted to give me a survey about how foreigners were being affected by policies. Yeah, and what did you say? Uh, I, I understood everything, and the policies all seemed to make sense. 
Thank you very much for your service. Can I hang up now? Full satisfaction. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, there's no point fighting it sometimes, right? Well, it is. What's the point? Yeah. You know, it's like I, I would really like to go home and know that I could come back to work. Yeah. Like, th that that would be cool. Do you think they would have changed anything? Like, had you been like a bit more vocal about being displeased or anything like that? No, of course not. I mean, like. I, I don't even know why they would do that, you know? What I mean, would they do? Like, they, they, What could they do, right? It's bizarre, because this whole Shanghai thing, and then Beijing as well, I mean, I know there's a bunch of um, theories about what was going on and everything, like what was really going on, but at the end of the day, you know, you're given a directive, a bunch of people who really have no other... Like, they don't have to follow it, but they're like, well, but I was told, and that's my job, yep. and it just trickles down, you know? It's kind of like... How we do our job too. We were just told, like, I was doing my job, and I do appreciate that. I appreciate, and that as I get older, and the uh, as I sort of see myself uh, getting older and seeing the young kids come into the workplace, how they try to change things. Like there's such uh, such energy, oh. and I'm like, that's great, that's awesome. You find something else. Like you're gonna need to channel that uh, that. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're working for someone else, you have to do what they say. And it doesn't matter. You might have the greatest idea in the world, but you know the company was there before you. It's probably going to be there after you. How much can you, as a little cog, change? So you do need that sort of something else See, to, to this focus is where on. You should start reading manuals on like industrial sabotage. No. <laughs> what's what sort of industrial sabotage are you wanting to do? Uh, I'm not or, wanting to do any. What were you reading? What manual were you reading? Uh, I, actually, just quite a few. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's uh, the French do a good job of it. Um, so so does Sweden somehow. <coughs> um, no, but uh, the idea of um, <coughs> instead of having a strike, having an almost imperceptible slowdown. So that would mean like the worker. But oh, okay, so that's but that's like factory wide. I mean, you have to get other people to agree with you. People's livelihoods, I mean, someone's going to show up to work. I mean, someone's going to be there. It's like, well, I can't afford to take that day off. Well, you, you don't even need to take days off. Just do the work that you normally do a little bit slower. You think that's a problem? <laughs> it, it accumulates. Do you think it's a problem in this country sometimes? <laughs> I'm sorry to say it. It's just the, the, the slowness <laughs> of some things, but the yeah, speed of yeah. others. See, that's, that's yeah. I mean, you know. I don't know. It, it, there's no fire started and i really hate using that word because i just see them oh, you want to fire hey steve we'll give you a fire no, i don't want to fire but that sort of passion to, yeah. to do stuff very good uh, I, I was talking to one of my neighbors and he was saying that the chinese people that he was working with seem to be a little bit more downtrodden this year are you seeing that in your neighborhood like people are just sort of not as hustling as much there isn't that same sort of you know we got this we're, we're gonna not only am I doing my job, I'm doing like 17 other things as well, hobbies and everything. Is, you see that happening? Hobbies? No. No. Really? Um, no, I mean, to be fair, it's like, honestly, like the, the people that I do talk to, it's like they just seem to be trying to get on with their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, you know, just get through it. Have they changed jobs? Um... Most haven't. Some have because the, the companies they were working for no longer exist. Oh, okay. Yeah, that ha that's, that's happened yeah, a yeah. lot. A lot did. 
Yeah. You know, and that's not great. No, and I, I mean, because they've also been hit by financially. So, like, having hobbies in Beijing, very expensive city. I yeah. mean... Well, I mean, like, if, if that place were, you know, like, depending on what your hobby is, like, if that place where you could do your hobby is still in operation or allowed to open... Yeah. You know, it's like my, my gym in the basement just now reopened. So I've heard this a few uh, from a few people. No, these the, gyms the, don't the, aren't the open. The internet bar down the street that is also in the basement was never closed. Right. Well, you can't close that. How are they going to play? What, what is that? The League of yeah. Legends or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. No, you know, it's like, you know, it's hard. It's hard to understand what's going on. Uh, the pool, which is on the first floor, always open. Really. But the the the, the gym in the basement closed. And the pools have a worse reputation than the gyms. Worse, horrible reputation. Well, I, I think it had to do with ventilation. I think, like, I don't know. Oh, you know it's like if you, you know, it's like then just tell them that they have to increase the ventilation. You know, it's like that's not. Or empty the pool. Where are we going to put all the water? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> no, but um, no, it, you know, so it's uh, yeah, those things have been going on. Uh, a year ago though, I I can't even remember. It's good. Well, so, I, I'm, I'm sure I was doing stuff. Yeah, like, because uh, with all these companies that have shut down, businesses, not necessarily companies, but businesses that have shut down, like, I'm just wondering how uh, these people are rebounding at all. And you're much more involved in the arts here in Beijing than I am. I mean, far uh, more. It's, I mean, <clears throat> you know, um, last time we talked, you know, we talked a little bit about, like, 798, and, like, last time I went out there, um, some of the bigger places are closed. I don't know if they're coming back. Um, and a lot of the smaller ones are probably not coming back. You know, so it's like, it's half of what that used to be. Yeah. Um, you know, which is whatever, you know. Th that'll, that'll cycle in or out whichever way that's going to go. But, you know, like all of that activity, if it doesn't return there, is going to return somewhere else really oh. you know yeah you, you see that happening well it could i mean it you know it's like why is it got to be there yeah it's seven like, nine eight's horribly expensive now too well like, exactly you know everything. it's like it, it was there just because you know that's you know like it used to be cheap yeah um no and uh yeah um but there's things happening i mean like live shows are slowly coming back yeah, and I remember we were talking about music as well last time. Yeah. Uh, you go to these things more than I do. Yeah, well, um, some of the clubs that I go to um, have just literally, like, the last month have started shows. Um, a lot of the other kinds of, you know, like the rock shows and the punk shows, like, that's not happening as far as I know, or at least not where I would usually go. Right. But you have... Um, the uh, National Center for the Performing Arts, like the, the giant concert hall, has been going strong for a while now. Okay. You know, and they're, they're like, you know, their shows are like full capacity. Really? Yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Full, pro but, but are people paying for the tickets? That's yeah. sort of my first question. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's uh, like I, I went to a show there, I went to a couple shows this month, and... A couple? Yeah. How do you find the time? You make time. You make time. No, it's I, I need something to look forward to. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that's just what that was. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting, though, because, like, 
you know, it's it's a fairly large concert hall. Like it's the, a huge the, the big yeah. the big hall is is big. You know, it's like it's the size of like a, a small sports stadium. Yeah. What did you see? Oh, what did I see? Um, I saw one of the things I saw was an opera, like a Beijing opera. Um, I saw some some classical pieces, like an ensemble. Um, I missed a piano recital that I had tickets to, but I just couldn't. Mm -hmm. What drives you to do these things? I mean, you see, to give you some, give yourself something to look forward to. I mean, but I mean, because you also go to a lot of art galleries too, don't you? Yeah. Well, this is, um, like I said, though, it's, it's I, I like to have, you know, at least like one or two things a week to, to do. One or two? Yeah. Wow. You are a busy man. I don't go out. Yeah. But I mean, think, I think we live very different lives. Yeah, but no, like, um, like for example, tomorrow um, there's a, a theater group in Beijing, like an expat theater group. I shouldn't say expat because actually... Mm, a lot of Chinese are in it, but it's English language theater thing. And they're doing um, like a seminar basically on the fundamentals of theater. And like, I'm going to that tomorrow because, you know, why not? Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, what, are you, what are you getting from this? Like all these arts? It's a lot of arts. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, honestly, I'm, I'm interested in a lot of it. And I'm, I'm interested in the way that art like big A arts um, intersect with each other and um, you know how that just you know how that plays into um, I don't want to say culture because that's sounds pompous but you know like basically how, how it plays into the culture but is this all Chinese arts or is it uh, what else uh, no is it's it? a mix I mean like um, at the at the egg uh, the, the national you know center um, you know, it's like they have, like, um, you know, the, the symphonies play symphonic music, um, mostly Western. Right. Um, they'll, they'll usually throw in, like, one or two Chinese pieces for the home crowd, and, you know, that's fine. Um, in, in the day, before COVID, you know, they, they would bring in, um, you know, foreign symphonies um you know foreign ensembles and that's pretty cool um different different theaters like uh down in tian chow that area like they would bring in um off-broadway uh musical acts right you know so like the touring companies and whatnot you know so it's like you know you could like i, I saw chicago there yeah, yeah yeah i saw cats somewhere else the first time right wow so you, uh, your first time seeing cats was here in beijing yeah yeah i've, I've never seen cats either i don't uh, yeah you know it's uh, maybe in london i can't remember it, it's it's what you think it would be what i don't know don't know I, i'm not a theater yeah. guy I, well I mean, I'm, I'm not either it's just you know it's like i'll i'll go because i think it's interesting you know it's like you know like i i've i've gone um since last year um, the Performing Arts Center um, staged a whole lot of um, red Beijing opera, you know, so from like the, the 50s oh, to like the, the mid 70s. And I saw about a dozen of them. Wow. Um, so I'm familiar with the form now. Right. Uh, it's, it's not my favorite kind of art. 
you know, it's uh, you, you kind of know what you're getting before you get there. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's interesting, you know, because it's, I, I didn't know anything about it and now I do. So, you know. So what is this? Uh, I haven't heard of this. I mean, I'm thinking like Soviet Union style uh, yeah, things, yeah. but yeah, it's, uh, in, with Chinese characteristics. Yeah, you know. Um, girl meets a guy. They fall in love, but they join the party. Right. And, you know, there's, you know, whatever evil happening over on the other side of the mountain. Capitalism. Well, could be capitalism, could be the Guomindong. You don't know, right? Okay, <laughs> you know, but like either way, it's uh, the you know we we must we must fight for the cause, and because of that, our our love cannot, you know, it can't work. And then one guy dies, or usually the girl dies. Ah, oh, yes, yeah, I think uh, that's you know, more typical. Strings. They cry and then they die. Yeah, of course. That's your role as a as a Chinese cast woman. Well, someone needs to be a martyr. Yeah, it's got to be the usually it's the women. Randomly selected, but typically it's the Chinese woman who cries and dies. But it's, but it's, I mean, like, you know, again, though, like, that's, um, when I do leave here, that's something that I probably won't be able to see, so I'm trying to take advantage of something, you know, that, um, I can take advantage of now, here. You're right, because it is not, it's not a very globalized thing, like, Chinese movies, you can't. China, like Chinese yeah. literature, you can, but something like this, I mean, it's, market. It's not going to tour. I mean, uh, it'd be tough. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to find those hardcore, alt-thinking folk in the communes outside of yeah, um, exactly China yeah. and Russia to appreciate that sort of stuff. In terms of form, though, okay, so you talked about the story and the plot, but I mean, is it sung Chinese? Like it's all in yeah, Chinese. Yeah, it's all in Chinese. So how's your Chinese doing? Oh. Well, <laughs> But they give you subtitles, don't they? Not subtitles, the, um, the titles on the side. What, what I do is I read up on the story. Oh, wow. Before you're, I watch it. You're dedicated. Yeah, and then I know what's going on, which is actually probably... I, I'm doing just as well as most Chinese listeners because it's actually hard to, to follow the words so is because it, they're singing. Is it like Peking opera? Like yeah. Beijing opera? So it's that same sort of screechy sort of decavocable, or what is it, microvocable? Often. Often. And you sit through that. How long are these? Like Usually hour and a half, two hours. Okay. An hour and a half is doable. That's yeah. a 90-minute art film right there. Yeah. Wow. And you went two of these, you saw 12 of, them, 12 of them. Yeah, give or take, about a dozen. Were there many more? I mean... Um, yeah, I twenty know. years worth of material, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a. Uh, but again, like if it's if it's going to be at the egg, like the production will be decent. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, you know, if if you were seeing this in one of like the small, like Dong Bay theaters, for example, like it, the the production level probably wouldn't be as good. Right. But you, it would be interesting in a different way. You go to both, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Why don't you? Because uh, I have no taste. <laughs> Don't snap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean honestly, like most most things live, I, I think are interesting. You know, like because it ends. Well, even if it's terrible, it's like okay, well. Yeah, I mean, like even yeah, even if it's terrible, but like usually, usually people are not trying to be terrible. Yeah. Usually, um, and you know, it's it's you know, like to me, that's interesting because it's like okay. This this is what these people think, you know, like, they think this is good, this is what they want to present, you know, so it's like, even if I don't like it, you know, I'll, I'll sit there and, like, try to, you know, like, dissect parts of it that are, like, you know, to, to find out where it gets interesting, 
find like sort of salvation find find the good parts yeah, of it i should yeah, say yeah like i'm not yeah i'm not that harsh like i you know i think it's all interesting you know it's uh, i i might not think it's good but there'll be something interesting yeah does any of this stuff uh, spur your own creativity at all, or is it just, you know, you're watching um, it, taking it in, and it disappears? I think it all filters through, you know? It's like, you know, because it's just, it's just another aspect of, you know, it's, it's just another aspect of your life, you know? And it's like, your life should filter into what you're doing, you know, regardless of what you're doing, like, you know, it's, but you're not into theater, like you're not producing theater plays or anything. So th this is why I find it amazing that you go to these things so much, but it's like, you're not, See, but I might, I might do, you know, you never know. Could be the next project. You're right. I don't know. So like, is there an idea there? Like, is this what uh, you're doing well, as like have, a tacit research? I did, I did play around with, um, radio dramas. Um, cause I was listening way too much to radio dramas a couple years ago like that was the only thing that i listened to um and like i wrote a short one that i used for um a performance piece that that later got done um in the states and like you know so like that's interesting um i've i've seen like i used to go to proper the like proper theater as opposed to musicals and operas you know um when i was in the bay area like i would go um see theater quite a bit like i had season tickets to a couple different companies right and i was you know like again like i thought that was interesting i think it's more interesting than a movie because it's live yeah i could see it you know it's it's different you know it's it's you know clearly not not the same um form of storytelling but you know it's like i think i think it's interesting so you know who knows? have to Maybe. clarify this this is new to me because I'm, I'm canadian yeah. prairie boy subscription to few different theater companies yeah the americans are laughing at me right now I'm no right. no they're not it, most people aren't um no so okay like uh in san francisco there's the uh, act theater company and they have a theater and you would buy a subscription and then you could see like all however many plays they put on in a season. Right. But there's a few of them. See, my hometown, I think there's like one or two. Like, you, you yeah. have, there's a musical theater, there's a Pantages Playhouse. Like, the, each yeah. venue sort of had their own sort of um, season ticket offering. And then, and then whoever you had the performed. drama club on campus. Yeah. I don't know if you bought <laughs> yeah. season tickets for that, though. <laughs> uh, but it's just no straight No offense to drama club kids. You don't really, you don't see that here in Beijing, do you? In China, it's not, a, they, for all the things about subscriptions, they don't have it for theater. Um, no, and this is um, not that I've seen, and this is actually something, um, like, I'm. maybe I just haven't looked in the right places because I was actually hoping to see something like that um, through the egg just for, like, classical music. Um, so it's all just one-off tickets. They don't have... Well, that's, that's how I do it because I haven't figured out any other way to do it. Yeah. Well, they have membership cards, but they don't... They yeah. want to sell you a season ticket pass. Like yeah, from yeah. It's like you September just to March, you get yeah. all these shows or whatever. Yeah. Thinking of it though, they did that. All these there's a huge membership drive in China, and I, I I I used to buy a membership to a gym. I stopped doing it because what would happen is that they'd shut down, or the the place would yeah it would shut down. I, I'm on my third gym. Yeah. Not just the gyms, but like the cafes Coffees, and everything. I'm yeah. like, forget it. This is this is stupid. Like they're just trying to they're trying to front load their their money. So they can finance the operations, but as I've learned over the last couple of years, 
it seems like very few Chinese companies actually make money. Like, almost 90% are losing or not making money. It's, there's a lot of interesting accounting. I don't think it's even that. I think it's they're just not making money. And you're going, for all the, the push that this country has towards, like, they have to develop AI and robotics. Yeah. Because it's the only way to make it well, financially viable. Like, the, the, the coffee shop that I go to that's just, like, two blocks down from here, you know, it's, like, it's three floors. It's any time of the day you go, there's, you know, it's, like, probably at, like, 70% capacity. Really? But it's people buying, like, a single cup of coffee and then holding a five-hour business meeting. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, like, that's, that's, how, how do you, how do you sustain I don't know. It does. It doesn't make sense. So going back to the theater subscriptions, I kind of wonder why that hasn't happened yet. Probably because the arts kids are all working at these uh, shops that are yeah. selling subscriptions, and they're too busy because they're working twelve-hour days. They don't have time to well, <laughs> come up with these yeah, ideas. But it's an old idea, though. But uh, no, it's interesting, though. You know, it's like you you would. I would expect that. I wonder. Like, there's. Um, you know, there, there's obviously, like, different theaters that do, like, you know, Chinese plays. Like, I wonder if they work on that model. Maybe. My Chinese isn't good enough to do proper drama. Right. How how versed are you in this sort of area, like, the, the Chinese arts versus not, like, the foreigner-facing arts? Like, you, you seem to know a lot more about the, the thespian outlay um, of Beijing and of China, or at least of Beijing, right? No, it's, I mean, it's, I just go to things that I find out about, you know. Well, how like, do you find out about it? Beijing, or? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the one I use. It's one place, yeah. you know. Um, word of mouth sometimes, like, I, I don't know, you know, it's a, you know, sometimes you just like, when you're just like walking around and you're just like, oh, okay, that's a theater. So wait a minute, you're not looking at your cell phone while you're walking around? You know, I try not to. <laughs> you stick out like a sore thumb there, sir. You better be careful. They might find out you're here or something. Well, that's the thing, though. You know, it's like I'm the guy that actually gets lost in the hutong, though, because I'm not looking at my phone. Yeah. Well, you can still get lost, though, even with the, the map, because yeah, yeah. you're like, that's not right. Oh, and look at Great Leap's right there. Well, decision. My day done. <laughs> my day is done. Uh, but so you, you, you said that you might... Uh, of course, I think you're just you're playing with words here. You might do a, a theater sort of production. Uh, you do a lot of writing, which we yeah. never talked about last time, uh, and I was actually a little bit surprised because at the end, I, I, that's when I, it was revealed that you have your own publication, Saginaw, and Saginaw, Saginaw, Saginaw. I think I even asked you how to pronounce it before too. Whoops. Uh, but you you do a lot of writing, uh, and I know you do a lot of reading as well, and you do this arts consumption. What's your output? What, what what you're filtering this in? It's got to go somewhere. Well, I I work on different projects. Um, a lot of them are writing projects. Some of them might be art projects. Um, sometimes music projects, although that happens less frequently now than in the past. Um, you know, and yeah, it's just honestly, I like to keep busy. And I like to keep busy with things that aren't work. Right, yeah. Because um, mm -hmm. work is how you make money. It's not your life. Yeah. S some people might not agree, but, you know. Um, no, and so... Some people like their work. It, some people like their work. It might not be 
the work that some people we know do. Well, this is, I mean, like very, very, very early on. Like I, I remember um, when I was first learning um, writing, like at college, I took like a couple creative writing classes. And the first one I ever took, the, the professor, um, a guy named Clayton Eshelman, kind of a big deal in American poetry. Um, basically, he, he just said, like, whatever you do, don't make this your job or you'll hate it. I think he's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, well, I'm talking to uh, Omar yesterday about, he was asking me why I haven't uh, successfully or why I haven't, like, monetized the podcast and, like, the blog and everything. Is because it makes it, it takes the fun out of it. It really does. It just saps all of the life. I mean, if I could pay someone, to sort of take care of that sort of post-production, dealing with like just even uploading the files to the website. No, it's it it changes it changes the focus. Like I've, um, like we you know you mentioned Saginaw a minute ago, and Saginaw for people that don't know is literally it's a zine that I put together. It's twenty eight pages. I actually staple it. And you, you know, mail on my living room. around the world. Yeah, it, it goes it goes um, many places. And um, it, it does get read. Um, we've had, we've, I've, um, you know, like a lot of good writers, like every issue is something that I'm actually proud of. But because it's not monetized, because it's a project, um, I'm not, you know, like I don't need four issues a year. Right. Um, How many do you publish per year? However many. So it's like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is the thing, though. Like, if, you know, if 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 you make... Like, I, I've worked on... Um, I've worked on other lit publications that were... Um, well, most of them were non-profit, but, like, they, they were certainly worried about, you know, keeping the money coming in to keep, you know, the organization going. And... Once once that gets into the mix, you know, it's a different focus. Yeah. You know, and, like, people say, you know, it's like, I, I understand where people say, like, no, 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 like, it's always about this first. And it's like, well, no, at the end of the day, you know, it's, you, you need to... Printing costs, man. Staples. Well, well I mean, even costs. if it's, even if it's on the web, you know, it's like you... you hosting you, fees. Well, hosting fees, um, most designers don't want to work for free. No, <laughs> you know it's um, you know so there there's you know there's all these things um, and if you're um, if you're you know if if the 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 publication is is trying to like elevate itself as well you you have to pay the writers to you know and it's like and there's all these things and then, you know next thing you know it's like half of your conversations are about like budgets and schedules and you know you're like project managing everything and like that's uh it's a whole lot different than you know doing something because you really like it and you think all these people are cool and you know wouldn't it be great to you know put this all together well i, I remember a couple months ago you were talking about because you were prepping uh yeah. this publication here and i was suggesting that you get saginaw on online and you're like no well i i, I have put the covers online Okay. Um, and I did that because actually someone on Twitter said, you know, your your publication isn't real because there's no online presence, and I was like, snap. It's well, no, it was like it is a physical object. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, my my argument for it, I mean, is to make sure that you have a backup copy. I think that's well, I sort did, of I, what actually. I, I, oh, I, I ooh, ooh, learned that lesson. Yeah, you heard. Um, you always learn it the hard way too. Yeah, I actually, I just uh, some something else, but um, I have for my my submissions, you know, so like stuff that I send out because I'm always sending stuff out. Um, I had. Um, I, I actually I don't know what happened. Um, my my Mac updated updated itself and I lost my my file, so I lost like I had something like seventy five submissions out. Yeah. And I, I no longer have the spreadsheet. So you don't know if you actually got accepted. <laughs> well, no, it's I mean it, the emails will come in either way, so I have you know I'm like rebuilding it, but it, you know it's like it just. Right. You know, I was like, well, that's Ooh. a good way to sort of purge the ranks, I guess. I mean, well, no, it's okay. And I also I, I learned some interesting ways to try to recover things on a Mac. So I, I did a, a really deep dig and yeah. still couldn't find it. Um, but I learned more about computers than I wanted to. But that's okay. Um, and you dig up all because you, you have to trawl up all the stuff, all the files. It takes everything. It's very difficult to unless you know what you're exactly doing. I mean, you're just running that sort of. I'm watching a YouTube video and. Clicking when he tells me to. Yeah. No. Um. No. But it's uh. Like. Yeah. Um. I. I don't think everything needs an an online presence. And in fact, you know, I actually think that online presences often are a lot more temporary than you know even short-lived physical book. You know, like physical publications because. You know, at, at the end of the day, like, Saginaw is in a couple libraries in America. Right. You know, because they asked for them. Um, you know, so they're, they're going to be there. Like, 20 years from now, they're going to be there. But, like, some kid well, that started up... do a, you think so? Because I've seen enough libraries purge their ranks and go, no one's taking these. Not saying that that's going to happen. But, I mean, even the libraries can have a budget to how much room yeah. they can dedicate well, to this stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, that's ending up in a special collection somewhere. Like right. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not ending up in the stacks. What about the argument that if you monetized it and then made it into something that's revenue generating, you could donate to the library and then have a special Saginaw section in which your booklets are... You know, yeah, your... But then it wouldn't be fun. It'd be business. <laughs> but then it'd be remember forever. I don't need that. <laughs> no, I, you know, but at the end of the day, like that's a project I do because I think it's interesting and it's fun. Yeah. I don't need to do it all the time because it's not my business. So that when I do do it, I'm 100% focused. Yeah. I'm 100% I'm into it. And then, you know, put it together and then, you know, ship it out. And then... How, how many years have you been doing this for? Oh, uh, Saginaw? Don't tell me like 17, 20 years. No, it's, it's the early 2010s, maybe. Really? So yeah. this is like it's you're coming up to a tenth anniversary. Yeah. Some some sort of anniversary. Yeah. That's pretty neat. And you, but you've been in China since uh, for most of that. Yeah, yeah, for but, all of it. Right. No, I started Saginaw here. Is there a reason for that? Yeah. yeah Nothing else to do. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was um, initially it was one way for me to stay connected to the writing community in the states. Yeah. But over time. It's been more of a way for me to introduce different kinds of writing um, to the community, the poetry community in Beijing, in Beijing and in you know like now like Chengdu and Shanghai, 
you know, copies go there as well. So, you know, it's a, it's a way to introduce um, stuff that, quite honestly, like, they, they probably wouldn't, you know, know about otherwise because, you know, it's not like a, a lot of the the writers here are, you know, spending half a day or half a week looking at different websites. Is there a poetry, uh, like an arts reading community here in Beijing? Oh, yeah. There's um, uh, Spittoon is right. the, the collective. Um, there's actually, there's, a, um, there's quite a few different groups, um, but Spittoon is one. They have um, a different reading every Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, the second Thursday is the fiction reading. The fourth Thursday is the poetry reading. Um, you know, so th- there's always something going. They also run a poetry workshop. And then there's another writing group that does a fiction writing workshop. And then there's another group that's in Beijing and affiliated with um, other communities in China. And they put on... Um, different, actually, they're doing a, a drama, like a series of drama workshops. Um, Is it the one that you're going to tomorrow? No, that's a, that's a whole separate thing. Right. Yeah, so it's there's actually. Um, well, Spittoon does Chinese English. They do it in translation. Um, the the readings and the workshops are in English. Um, Spittoon, the magazine, is um, Chinese work translated into English. Right. I actually like that because I, I have a couple of issues and uh, I, I test my Chinese with that, the translation. And like, because uh, some of the, the translators, I'm you know, talking to them and everything, and uh, one of them, well, they, they're all multilingual. Like they're, it's yeah. Chinese, English, and pick another language sort of thing. Uh, so it's, it's, I find that fascinating in terms of that they're able to do that and that they got their Chinese to that ability as well. But usually they study Chinese as well, as well at university or they study translation or something. And they're doing spittoon because like it's one of those things that they can exercise that sort of yeah. brain muscle. Um, have you thought about doing that at all and like getting into that sort of translation stuff uh, to drive uh, your, I your do, Chinese I do, studies? Well, I do <laughs> translation from French into English. Right. Um, for what? For who? For what? Just poetry. Right. Um, Anyone publication or? Not, not just around. I actually have... Um, a translation that I did that I've been trying to shop around, but um, I'll let you know about that if it, if it ever goes through. Um, no, but uh, my Chinese, I've actually, this is something, no, it's, it's, I've, I've we actually... We had the same teacher at one point, too. Well, yeah. No, and this is actually something that I play with. Um, I've been, I've been looking at the poems of Lei Feng. Right. Who may or may not have existed. Um, The poems are very simple. Um, As far as I can tell, because I actually researched this a bit, um, they've never been translated into English. His diary has, but not the poems. The poems aren't... um, The poems have interest other than literary merit. Let's put it that way. Um, But, you know, so it's like I've been, you know, like slowly playing with that, but it is extremely slowly. Yeah, well, Chinese is not a very easy well, language. It, well, and again, what, what dialect, what variation of Chinese is it? It's not modern, simplified, is it? Oh yeah, yeah, because he was, he was, um, yeah, he was alive in the sixties. Okay. In theory. Right. How, how come? <laughs> how, why is he a, a mysterious figure? 
he, well, he didn't get disappeared, did he? No, no. He he's actually he's like the the model communist, and uh, like in elementary schools they have like lay fung societies, and you know it's like basically, um, you know he he was uh, the the closest that 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 era in China came to having a saint. Okay. You know he he's you know it's like. Oh, I, I knew that your father wasn't doing very well, so I, I sent him a hundred kwai because I knew you were too poor, but I said it was from you, and we're never going to talk about this again. Right. You know, doing things like that or, you know, taking, you know, half a day off of his work because, like, some orphan got lost and he had to help her find her aunt. You know, things... Sounds like a nice guy. Well, no, yeah, exactly. But, you know, you read his diary, like, and this is a guy who... Um, died very early like 23 but you read his diary and like for for someone to to do all the things that are attributed to him helping an orphan around the neighborhood well what it just you know okay. it's it, you know and it's like the the diary and the poems came out a, a little bit after his death right um so so people have questions right okay the, but anyway what was the diary about like uh not just his life like uh you know um you know, in the army unit today, this guy showed me how to, like, shoot my rifle. I will shoot my rifle, you know, real good for Chairman Mao. Hmm. Do you think there's value in those types? I I'm thinking exactly of my blog, because, like, I've been keeping tracking my travels for I find it long. interesting. Like, I actually, as, like, if, um, study-wise, you know, it's like, if you're, if you're interested in the Cultural Revolution... Which I kind of am. Um, I, I find it interesting. I think we all have a morbid fascination with it. Well, yeah, it's you know, it's um, you know, so it's it's, you know, it's a document of the era, and it shows you a lot of the things that they valued. Um, the the diary especially, um, shows you what they thought, you know, the model citizen should be, which mm. is. You know, again, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, so. You know, um, if you're looking at it, you know, from that angle, you know, there's interest, but... Reading it purely for what it is? Would, yeah, yeah, Would exactly. it be interesting or, or not? No, it's short. Okay. <laughs> Have you thought about doing something like that? Just jotting down daily sort of... I, I, I had uh, this idea of doing this in Beijing, like a yeah. real time, because I think, what was it, uh, was it George Soros who also did this? Alchemy of Finance? He just documented yeah. what he did in the tr in the stock market. I thought about doing that here in Beijing, like, today I woke up at 621. <laughs> and just list everything. But, I mean, I have a daily audio digest a, that I yak a, about this stuff. There's a guy who did that. Um, his name is oh, Kenny G. Different different Kenny G, but Kenny G. Um, and he, he basically did exactly that. Like, he, he made a whole book about every single thing he did on one day. Right. You know, he, like, audio recorded, like, every single movement, and it's, um, again, like, as a document, it's very interesting, you know, a as a read. Something to be desired, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, well, no, yeah. No, this is the thing, though, it's like, you know, if you did document, like, every single thing that you did, you know, it's like, would you, would you force yourself to try to be interesting? I don't know, because a lot of stuff I do, I mean, it's pretty standard. I, I, I actually, some of the things, like, I, I don't even record my workouts sometimes, because I'm like, I just do the same thing. Like, I have a certain schedule I follow. Yeah. 
And so like, I could write that, but it would be what I do like every day, every Monday I do that, every Tuesday I do that. Yeah. It's like even my food I eat, it's very similar. It doesn't change very much. And I find there's great liberation in that because I don't have to think as very much. Well, I, I, I'm a big fan of routine. Do you, do you think your daily routine is going to change in the future at all? Um, hopefully not. Hopefully. It but might. You, uh, you are also one of these people who's sort of talking about leaving China at some point. Like, can China be home for you, do you think? Uh, no. Why not? <laughs> um, Exasperated no. No, I mean, like, honestly, it's... Um, it's it's interesting, okay? Like so if 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 anyone moves to like New York after 20 years they're a New Yorker. You you could live your entire adult life here and you would still be an outsider. You're always that foreigner. And I think of the, the bar owners, I yep. think of some of our colleagues who've left as well. Yeah. It's like, you're no. always, even fluent in Chinese. Yep. Oh, his Chinese is pretty good. It's like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> he wrote the textbook. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, you know, um, someone that we both know, musician Steve Black. Yep. Um, very fluent. Uh, spent a real long time here. You know, like, I, I think we're talking... Late 90s he showed up. Yeah, it's like, so like 30 years? And how was he escorted out of the country? He wasn't escorted. I mean, how did he leave? I mean, was... Well, no, I, that, that's, you know, that that's separate. But, you know, the thing is, is like, even, you know, even then, though, you know, it's like, he, he communicated well, he, you know, talked to people, he had friends and whatnot, but at the end of the day, you know, not a Beijinger. Right. Even after 30 years, 20 years? Yeah. 20, 30 years, yeah. So is that something that sort of prevents you from thinking that... Uh, no, no, but it, it's it's something that I'm aware of, you right. know, and... Because well, I think of some of the other people we know, and they're talking about green cards, um, and there are a few people who are like, you know, China in their heart, and they're going to stay. Well, no, and I, I'm and like, wow. No, honestly, like, good for them. Like, you, you find a place that you like, and this is what you want, like, why would you move? But, you know, it's a... Uh, I'm also guessing they're not annual contract renewal ESL teachers. I'm thinking their contract is a little bit longer yeah. and that they might have some options into their employment. Uh, I think it's very difficult to sort of... Um, and like Omar and I were talking about this yesterday, about the, the change of uh, type of foreigner that the, this country wants. Yep. It has shifted. And he, he mentioned all these sciences and stuff like that. And I sort of, I, I'm of the opinion that it's more like robotics and automation, AI and stuff like that. But then you hear about all the layoffs that happened in the last year. All the tech companies are laying off because they hired too many people. Uh, I mean, there might be also a quality issue in there somewhere. Uh, but going forward, I mean, uh, for you, like, in China, if you were to stay, do you see yourself staying in the ESL industry? Or could you pivot? Could you do more oh. of the arts or could you do something else? Um. I think it would be difficult to get into the arts just because of, like, I don't have the academic credentials that would fit in with... Could you get them? Dude, probably, <laughs> but why would I do that now? Well, what sort of credentials? Like, we're talking, like, MA of Fine Arts or something? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, or, or something in, like, museum studies or, 
archiving or you know something that actually w would tick the box right you know because that's um, you've been here long enough you know you know getting the visa is, is literally about ticking enough boxes so that you have enough points I asked one uh, recruit one agency about what it would take to change it was it wasn't changing the visa well I was asking about business visas and they didn't, they didn't seem to understand what I was asking. I'm like, I just want a business visa. Like, what does a business visa do? And she's like, well, what do you mean you don't know what you, it does? If you don't know, then why do you need one? I'm like, <laughs> this is why I was asking. Yeah. Uh, but it was also about getting into media because yeah. I see uh, quite a few foreigners uh, uh, in, and I've met a lot of them at C, working for CGTN, right? And a company like that or other media broadcast. They're not your typical English teachers. Some yeah. of them still are, and they're moonlighting. Uh, but uh, at the same time, you're going. I was wondering how you'd shift the visa. And she's like, "Well, you need to prove either two years professional experience, or you need like a degree, and I think plus some experience or something like yeah. that." So it was like, and I'm sitting here going, "What, what, what counts as experience? Like me having my own YouTube channel, or yep. is it something else?" Right. And yep. so. I mean, is that something that you could build up as well if you if you want to stay in China? Or are you, I've, like, I've, saying... I've worked at media here. I worked at China Radio. Right. I mean, it's... Yeah, that's... That was so, that was so many years ago. Yeah. Dude, I, I've, I'm, I'm not worried about that. Like, that's... Uh, I've got, um, like, enough editorial experience to where I, I could do that if I wanted to. Right. Would, the, would they look at that and go, yeah, why yeah. not... So you don't even need credit. You have the credentials. Yeah. So could China be home? No. Still no. Still can't no, be a Beijing. You know, it's, well, no, I mean, I mean, at some point, like, this is, you know, it's, I've been here a while. Yeah. Um, you know, it, at some point it might be nice to uh, do something else, somewhere else. What if it was not Beijing? Like, if you could go somewhere, because I've thought about this, like, you know, I used to think that once you came to Beijing, that was sort of like your last stop. It was either Beijing or nothing afterwards. I'm starting to think, like, what if that, that changed? Like, especially with the, the COVID sort of situation, how many amenities do you need from the Western world? How fast of an internet connection do you need? What are you doing? Uh, like, is there an idea to relocate within the country yeah, to a place that if, would still not like treat you if, as yeah, a complete. Yeah, but if you're, if you're gonna go to like some village in Gansu, you might as well just move to like rural Manitoba. A little different, I think. Um, <laughs> but I see what you're, you're saying. Uh, yeah, you're right. I would not do that. Uh, it, it would. Well, would I? Would I move to rural Friday Manitoba? Friday night hockey. Come on. Uh, yeah, even during the summer because they uh, they need something for those guys to do, right? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if I could survive in that, but I mean, living rural China would be a lot different experience than living no, of in rural Manitoba. Would. Of course it would, but that's, you know, and again, that, that might, like, I, I know people who actually, that was their entrance into China was, you know, working in some, like, village school, Yeah. you know, their first year or two. But they would move yeah, yeah. up yeah, yeah. to Beijing, that's what I'm saying, is like, you come to Beijing, you're sort of, you, you're... Where else do you go? Well, yeah, but, I mean, well, I mean... Except Shanghai. No, it's just, like, you know, it, well, honestly, though, it's, you know, like, in the States, like, the same argument would be, like, oh, you've lived in New York, like, the only other place you would move is L.A., and it's like, well, no. Really? Yeah. Or people move back to their hometown. Do they ever, like, relocate to another city? Like, Austin, Texas is huge now. Oh, yeah, it's just too expensive now. People are moving. 
Really? Yeah. It was only a year. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, it's it's been like a decade in the making. Um, no, but uh, yeah. It well in the states, people that I people that I know who've moved to New York, and I'm one of them. Um, almost nobody moves back to their hometown. You you move you move somewhere else. Where so where do the most of them flee to after? Oh, it, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, it's a big country. Plenty of cities to pick. Yeah. I was thinking, actually, about moving to the States. I thought uh, it'd be a, a fantastic experience. Um, I was kind of concerned about if I was married to a Chinese woman, like how that would sort of play out. Uh, I would love to do a road trip across the southern parts of the States, like right across Florida to, to California again. I've done that, yeah. Um, but you probably didn't do it in the time of current social media insanity. No. Um, yeah, so there's couple things like i still kind of look at the united states and go as for all the the, the things and negativity that's heaped upon the country i kind of go still holds a fascination a lot of people want to go there a lot of people would want to move there and i look at china where you see an exodus of people it's not even just one or two a month it's every week there's someone else like you're leaving what do you mean you're leaving when are you leaving uh in 12 days what yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what but, i mean honestly though it's um in in ESL, which we're in, um, the even before all of this, the the normal shelf life of an ESL job in China was like two two and a half years. Even at the university level, I feel that yeah, those yeah. guys would go longer. No. ESL proper, not subject specific. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if you can make that conversion though, that transition. Difficult. You'd have to actually have a degree from... Like, you, you do. You need yeah. to have, like, a degree that they're actually going to want you to teach or something yeah. like that. So, all right. So, I mean, so basically you're saying that China's not home. What, what well, is your... No, you didn't I want mean, me to ask, but i got to ask what your timeline is. I mean, you're talking, like, two years, ten years. You're, uh, you're not a green card holder. No. Okay, so every year you're looking at a new contract renewal. So, yeah. it's like you're in the same boat as me. It's like three months prior, you're kind of like, hmm... Manager hasn't asked just yet. You're going to hope he doesn't, but hope he does. You know, so you have that hedge. Yeah, I, I don't worry about that. <laughs> I just wait and then tell them. Yeah. Um, no, it's... Um, I, I always look around for the different opportunities that are in other places. Like, I actually... Um, not actively look for other work, but I, I do look to see what the market is. I do look to see um, where I'm at compared to what other things are paying, other you know what other benefits that they're getting, you know that sort of thing. Um, if I found something, can I ask how that's going? <laughs> what are are people ESL teachers? Because I mean, I, I was thinking that now is the golden time to be in China an ESL teacher or a school teacher because you can get paid tons of cash. It is. It, it actually, like, I, I saw a job posted um, here, actually, that was um, housing in, like, 40K. Uh, uh, before tax. After tax, you're looking at 30K. Yeah. But that's including housing, so yeah. you're, you're making 30K. Yeah. You're probably living in a nice neighborhood, too. Shuni somewhere. Oof. Okay, that's far. And you have to keep on telling people, I live in Shuni. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, you, you just say Wang Jing. Wang Jing, yeah. Fool them. 
You, right, yeah, <laughs> until you mention what, what, what ring road you have yeah. to go past. No, but, um, no, so, but, uh, you know, so for me, like, if I found something that was decent, you know, I, I like, this might be my last year. Right. If I don't, you know, like, I'm not in a hurry to leave. Right. Yeah, you yeah. know, but if conditions are right, you know, I, I would take an opportunity if I saw it. Yeah. So, like... I was saying that people ask me like, why am I still here? And I'm going, where else am I going to go? I don't look though. Like I, I, I'm horrible on that. I don't oh, see. I, I always, yeah, I've, I've always done that. Like since God, since high school. Okay. So you do, you keep track of the, the yeah. market. Yeah. See, I'm bad. I just kind of go with whatever I, it's like, this I, job sucks. <laughs> why am I working this job? Really? Oh, I'm like, this job sucks. How much worse can it get? <laughs> What's my breaking point? But then I also have all these other things I keep on doing as well, which is, I mean, I see what you're doing as yeah. well. I mean, uh, I mean, this is why we uh, agreed to, to get together is this bad boy right here. There you go. Yeah. Uh, there we go. So there's your publication. This is your first publication. It's it's my first full length. Yeah. Okay. And it's 50 pages. Yeah. Chatted wall. Yeah. Well, I, I, full length, I mean, you... It's color. It is color. <laughs> And it's a very unique. I actually it, it could have, my I mean, first it could comment. could have easily been hundred pages if it weren't color. Right. Uh, so it was a cost decision. Um, it was partly a cost decision. It was also like quite honestly, these these are the the fifty best out of the group. Um, early, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about this. Um, so this is called Maze Poems. It's out by. Uh, actually, I don't I don't know how to say that. Artidolia, Artidolia. Artidolia. Or something like Maybe that. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Artadolia. Um, it's it's a great it's a great press out of New York. Yes. And um, yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm actually I'm very very happy with everything about how the the publication turned out. Um, what it you know what it, it came from nice. is I did um, I bought a notebook from across the street from the National Art Museum, uh, a big sketchbook, big square thing that's like like literally that big. I don't, I don't know centimeters, but um, and I would do these. Oh, these are called maze poems uh, because they're mazes. Um, so the the way that it worked would be I would actually draw the maze first. And then I would do automatic writing, which is you you just write. Right. Okay. Like you, you don't stop. You just do it. Free free not free form. Yeah, it's like free, free writing. Free form. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and so then the mazes became the actual physical shape of the thought. Okay. Um, which I found interesting. Um, so you drew the the maze. You closed off the maze. You didn't like you drew a circle around it. You you encapsulated it, or did you well, what, leave the border out and then? Well, what you're looking at is what it looks like in the notebook. Yeah. So. But you didn't draw the border. So my point is, is like, because you started going, but did you you had the initial maze? Did you reach the end and go? Oh, I that letter's too long. No. Okay. No, it's it's actually it's it's amazing because it controls. This is what I'm saying. Like it actually controls the shape of your thought because you get to a point. And you know how much longer you have. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a tweet. 
Because you want to hit that, you don't yeah, want to go yeah, multiple so, you know, tweets. It's amazing, and the more that you do it, the easier it gets. Right. Succinctness. I mean, you, you yeah. learn to develop that sort of succinctness. Um, and, yeah, so I, I like that aspect of it, but another aspect of this that I like is the fact that it takes... Um, the, the reader actually has to go through the maze and then, you know, like, chunk the different words out and make sense of it, you know on their own. And so the reader is inputting a lot to the meaning. And I, I honestly, I, I think for some of these, um, I, I think it's honest to say that it'll probably take more time to read than it took to write. I would say so. I, I, I was trying <laughs> to read them before and I, how I, long did I it actually, take me? I find that, I, I, I find that very interesting because it's, um, you know, there's there's a lot of like critical theory out there about like reader response and reader input and you know context creation and like all all this academic stuff and um, I, I think this actually uh, challenges that. I I, I think it, it it's I think it's an interesting part of of the conversation with how this is actually working and what this actually is. Do you like that stuff, the academic sort of analysis of create, creative I do. literature? I do. Do you like the, the creative quarterly or whatever it is, creative writing quarterly, published by Oxford? You're like, that doesn't scream of young punk poetry writing. Yeah. No, um, I, I actually, I'm a, I'm a big fan of theory in the same way that I like to read philosophy. Like, I don't necessarily agree with any of it, but I like to see how people try to make things work. Right, ah. Uh. Yes, and one of the reasons I, I think I like, like, I have a classics degree, and I just remember... Yeah, so you know. <laughs> well, that was part of it, and I mean, I kind of stumbled into classics, and I just kind of just kept on going on with it, uh, knowing full well that I'm like, I don't really fit in here. Uh, but the way that it, the way that classics was, especially about, uh, 10, 15 years ago, it was a lot more, they were all just analyzing texts. It was just rereading the same... 50 major authors, or maybe you'd find some obscure author, write some obscure paper in an obscure journal that no one would ever read, and that would be your publication. And that's like, your career. And I'm just going, yeah. no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. I mean, traveling, like travel blogging, like I, yeah, that's more just talking about whatever. I hammered last night and uh, wherever it is in Bangkok again, so whatever bar, bar that was, but. So you, you like the academic sort of analysis, but you also have the output as well in maze format. Yeah, and I mean, like, honestly, I, 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 think, I think by looking at that, you can tell that I was having fun. Yes. And, and that, 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 I think, is a very important aspect of the projects that I do. You know, because, like, if you're not having fun, you know, especially for something that you're doing outside of your work, you know, like outside of whatever you think your career is, you know, it's like, it, it should be fun, yeah? You're now that guy. Have you seen anything else like this before? No. So you're now that guy. I, I, when I, someone I, walks into a bookstore, and it's not going to be from that, they might see it from that angle, but they might see it this way, or lying down on a table, and they're going to pick it up, and they're going to flip it open. And like we were talking about the, the theater, yep. someone thought this was a good idea. Yep. You were that guy who thought this was a good idea. I still think it's a good idea. I, I actually don't disagree <laughs> with you. I, I think it is a neat idea for sure. Um, and 
with that, though, I, mean, I kind of look at this and go, yeah, you're right. It, it's like a tweet. You have to think about what, what word you're going to use in order to best convey the thought that's going on at the, at the moment. So how much does this thing cost? I think it's 16 in the States. U.S. dollars? Yeah. Renminbi? Yeah. 7 million renminbi? Uh, renminbi, it'll be like probably 100 just to keep it easy. And then like 1,000 Canadian dollars. I'm joking. What times, yeah. uh, what is it, 72 cents now I think it is? Canadian dollar? Roughly around there. Oh, is, it back, is it back down that way? Yeah, the U.S. Yeah. dollar's been going up. It's 109. Yeah. Uh, U.S. dollar, uh, Canadian dollar's down to 72 or something like that, so... If you were holding cash, you're doing well. If you're not, then not doing so well. Yeah. What was the um, inspiration for this? Like, what was sort of like we were like, I'm going to do this. Well, uh, it's um, a while ago, like in the early 2000s, I, I would actually write my friends letters that were something like that. Wow. So you're that guy. N not not every letter, <laughs> mind you. You know, because I actually. <laughs> wanted to keep corresponding with right. friends. <laughs> well, not another one of these. So. Yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, and so it's it's a form that I had played with, you know, earlier, and then you know, like I said, I bought I actually bought two notebooks from across the street from the art museum, and that's what I decided I would use one of the notebooks for. So I just started one day and just kept going till I finished the notebook. Right. Have you found any spelling mistakes? Uh, there, there are all kinds of... I'm not going to lie. I was like, that's what I'm looking for. I'm like, come on, find one. I think it'd be funny. Come on, come on, come on, come on. But it's, it's difficult enough to read it as it is. Well, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all written by hand. So if I spell something wrong, that's just how I spell it. But it's not even just that you wrote it by hand. You wrote some of the letters backwards. I mean, some of them, like you, you, you've changed the direction of some of these, uh, the letters. At least it looks like that. Or maybe I'm just not reading your handwriting. You're, you're writing correctly. But, I mean... Yeah, oh, no, I don't... No, no, they're not written backwards. It's just that the idea that you have to read them yeah. backwards. They're, they are well, The letters the are the right way, but they you have to and, and make sense of it in like, reverse honestly, order. If, if this were, like, Chinese, they would have no no problem reading it. Because, <laughs> like, like, this is so easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's one of the interesting things of, you know, an alphabet language, yeah. Right. It does look like a jumble. Like, it does... Uh, well, I think one of my first comments was like, oh, that's a good ESL activity. It's... <laughs> I think it might be. Search a word, yeah. right? I mean, I, I think students would love this. I mean, I, I think there's a secondary market here. Uh, I mean, but that's just, you know, I'm joking around here. Um... The, but fifty out of a hundred and fifty is that your thirty-five? Yeah. Is that your ratio, like to to get something decently, uh, you know, to to read? Because I, I I would have been happy doing the whole book. Yeah, but every but, every but it would have ended is. up it would have ended up being like a thirty dollar book, and right. at the end of the day, um, it it came down um, partly to cost, um, partly I used. Uh, different color pens in the notebook and so to to keep it unified um only the blue ones we we, we chose the best of the blue ones oh, okay um you know and then there were other considerations but um keeping it color can, like one it was actually um randy Silve is the the name of the editor and um yeah it was you know it was the, the, the publisher's idea to keep 
um, to, to one, put it in color. Because I, I originally thought that it would be in black and white. Like, when I, I was sending this out... That'd be hard to read. Um, there's... The, yeah. Um, it, it would have it looked different, and it right. would have been presented differently. Um, but it had never occurred to me that doing it in color was an option. Right. You know, and they were like, no, you need to, you know, like, w th this would be better in color. And because it's in color, it would be better if we, you know, kept it, um, like, all the same color. Cause all the same color. You know, some of them are, like, purple pens. Some of them are, like, blue, or blue, and then some are black. And there's no mistakes, though. Like, are there any that you have mistakes? Like, Oh, of course. They didn't okay. make it. Okay, right. right. That's that's the point of selecting. Right. <laughs> So I mean, I mean, cause before you were saying, you know, you, you don't want to. Well, actually, there's there's one in here. It's it's not. Um... What page number? All of them. No, like that one right there, that maze where there's the open space. Like that wasn't um, that wasn't actually what I think I had in mind when when I put that there. But now that it's there and it's filled in, I actually think that that's visually the most interesting one of the books. So... Well, it stands out. When yeah. you're flipping through it, um, there are no page numbers. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, and the the reason for that is because in in the 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 actual notebook itself, um, the the numbers for the different mazes wouldn't correspond to the actual page numbers. Right. And I thought it would be just better not to confuse things. And I was I was thinking that'd be, you know, wouldn't that be, you know, an extra little layer? But then it kind of, maybe it's more pretentious at that point. It's like, you could just put up one, two, three, four, five. We have enough to work with here. We don't need any more. Well, and, and that's, I mean, like, the way that I imagine that people will be reading this, um, I, I don't think this is the kind of book that you take to the coffee shop and blow through in an afternoon. Yeah, not you don't go from the beginning to the end. You kind of flip through and go, okay, that one looks challenging. Yeah, you, yeah. I can do that right now. Yeah. Right. It's, a, it's an engrossing, uh, engaging book. I mean, because you, you do have to pay attention to what's going on. It is, you know, physical as well. Um, is this something that you, like, are you still doing these? No. So this is done? Notebook's done. Project's done. That's it? One publication? One out of every five poems you're publishing? One out of three poems? Well, um, before the book came out, I, I, I sent them out for publication to different ones. They're acknowledged. Um, and, you know, so it's like, you know, they, they've been around. And, yeah, now, like, that, that, that is something that I worked on for, like, a year and a half, two years. Right. And that, that project is done. Um, you the know. poem, like the maze poems, or like yeah, yeah. getting it published? No, uh, no, just actually doing the notebook took took me about that long. So this is your COVID project, two thousand eighteen. No. Uh, you started. Yeah, yeah. So it was before that. So you finished two thousand twenty. Yeah. Twenty, and so for the lot, like you were shopping it around after that, or? No, this is um, this is what's really amazing is, um, the 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 publishers have. Um, an online journal called Swifts and Slows, and they, uh, it's a intermedia type publication, so it needs, like, 
it needs to be a collaboration and it needs to be like two arts working together. Right. And I had done something with them um, before this and I had also sent them one of the, the maze poems to see if, you know, if, so, if they knew someone who wanted to maybe do something else with it, you know, to make it a, you know, intermedia and something um, collaborative. And that didn't happen, um, but they liked it. And I was like, you know, basically like, oh, you like it. I've, I've got, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got a whole manuscript. I've got more of these. Yeah. And it was like, you know, and I, I looked and I, I looked at what they published and, um, you know, I was basically was like, is this something you might want to publish? And they were like, um, yeah, send it along. We'll take a look. Mm -hmm. And then there you go. Like, that's... Uh, Do you have any of these available online for people to take a look at? I know you have the, 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 uh, you have the promo piece up there. Is there anything uh, yeah, else? Yeah. I, I mean, you, yeah, if they go to the website... Um, what which, is your website? It's not here, is it? Yeah, we'll, we'll, put, we'll put a link somewhere on your is it the art art adult yeah dot com okay so it's their website not your own website that's you, you were saying website up. yeah i've got my own website but um you you can go to their website and like take a look around because they've they've got other interesting stuff as well right um and yeah so i was looking around at the the kinds of books that they published and you know so i, I thought i would just ask um which is not usually how people get published, I guess. You know, I don't so know. Like, I think there's something to be said about asking, right? Having the yeah. having the wherewithal to do it. Well, I, I, I thought the answer was going to be like no, or you know, our, our submission period is. You know, just like yeah, we'll take a look. And I was like, holy smokes, okay. Well, how many people work for this company, this publishing press? Um, small. Right. Does but I mean this is published out of New York. I mean. Yep. Home of the arts, aside yeah. from Los Angeles. I mean, so it's proper. Well, oh, they're legit. I mean, it, it's it's good. I mean, well, I've been to I their mean, website. You're looking at this, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's, it's like been nice. to the website. I mean, they. I mean, yeah. it, It's not like you know some slapshot publication. Yeah, I got a blog. It's not some guy stapling a zine on his living room floor. <laughs> not at all. They actually have a website that you can go to and check it out. That's right. right. Um, but you've brought a second book here as well. So what is this? Oh yeah, this was just. Um, one of one of the other poets in Beijing that I know, his name's Edward Rag. Edward Rag. Oh, and, I, you, you mentioned this guy before. Yeah, right and on. he's, this is, I think that one's his third book, if I'm correct. Right. And, yeah, it's, uh, he was just, like, he's, he's actually been really nice and generous, and I was going to bring him up if we were talking about the, the poetry scene, and then you brought it up, and then I didn't, so I'm glad you... Poem by Donald back. Trump. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's on page 2223. I haven't learned yet how to write poetry. It's capitalized. But I'm a very quick learner. Very quick, and I'll have the best people. Oh, okay, he's playing on the words best and everything. Yeah, yeah. January 2016. But I, li I like this, um, I like this collection because it's, um, there's, there's a lot of different kinds of poems, so like with some he's like playing around and in some it's straight ahead. Like yeah, it. like being more serious and poemy, and I, I kind of like that mix. Right, he has a poem here called "In Flight." I have a blog post. I I, I wrote about the flight from Shenyang to Beijing. 
And it was like one of those things where I documented everything yeah. that happened. I don't think anyone read it. Uh, so the kid coughed again. Uh, lady sneezed on me in the subway. <laughs> I, I see de detritus on my leg. Yeah. Uh, I refuse to touch it at the moment. I feel gross. And this was at the beginning of the trip, too. Uh, but Beijing to Shang uh, Shenyang, and I think yeah. I did the reverse as well, because I had to do the, the, um, uh, the, the two, two parts. For David, ha hope you enjoy exploring this volume. Yeah. Right, oh, 2021. Uh, so how did you meet... Edward Ragg. Uh, I met him at one of the Spittoon poetry readings. Right. So he's he's on the scene. He's in the scene. Um. Yeah, he used to apparently. Before I got involved with them, he used to be more active, but he he shows up to things. What does he do in his day job? Don't he, tell me he's an ESL teacher. Um. <laughs> he he actually hosts um wine tasting and he's like a professional sommelier. All right, all. So he does poetry, does wine tasting, but he I mean he's matching wines with food. Um. He's he's training people to do it to do that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. No. So it's like being a teacher trainer except for wine. Right. He's he has he been in Beijing like a long time as well. It's yeah. It seems like. Is he one of these like twenty year people? Ten years. I, 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 yeah, 10 years at least. Well, debut collection, Force That Takes, 2013, won the 2012 uh, Cinnamon Press Poetry Award. Second volume, 2017, so four years later. Uh, charted the transformations of a resurgent mainland China. Wow, that's 2017, that's when I came back to China. So that was uh, Exploring Rice. So this is his third book then, right? Yep. So is, do you take inspiration from this guy's work, that, that, that he has a day job and he's doing poetry at the same time, or...? But what's his? No, uh, I, I just respect it, and I, I like the fact that people are active in the scene. Um, you know, like honestly, like um, Beijing really isn't um, known. I guess. Well, maybe they're known. Maybe they're getting known. Maybe they could be getting known. Um, no. So, for example, like in in Hong Kong, like the the. English language writing community there huge. is is huge and it's known and you know and China is known through Hong Kong movie, movies that were made in Hong Kong in the eighties and nineties yeah no but it's um, I think that the scene here is a lot more active than people are aware and I think that a lot of the work that's actually getting done is like good you know like I actually like I I think that's good I think a lot of other work that other writers, you know, have been doing are, are really good, you know, so it's, it'd be nice to, to see a little bit more attention maybe come this way. Do you think that would keep you here? <laughs> I'm going back to that question again. Man. Not that I'm demanding that you stay or like no, suggesting. No, I, if, you know, uh, no, you know, it's, there, there are other scenes, it's okay. Yeah. Well, I remember reading Saginaw, one, uh, at least one issue of it, and uh, I, I think I mentioned it to you, like, I was actually kind of impressed by yeah. what it was. You would collated this, uh, curated it, and, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't read like a stapled together rag. I mean, no, the, the writing quality is like a million times higher than the production than value. Than the production value, <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> no, and that's, I mean, that's intentional, you know? Do you have anything else in the works? Like, what's the next step from this? I actually, I have 
Um, I have another poetry manuscript um, that is more traditional looking poetry. Right. Um, that I'm uh, sending out and trying to get something with. I've, I've had quite a few of the poems in that manuscript have been published already, so that would be nice. Mm -hmm. that, that would actually be really nice. And then um, with other projects, you know, who knows? Like, after I go to that drama thing tomorrow, you know? Would you dare start. make a theater production? Yeah, of you course I would. One, one man, two man? You know, why not a full cast? Lots of difficulties. Yeah, I can't exactly. deal with that many people anymore. Yeah. I, the, I, since we've started working from home, I'm like, this is actually kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if, if you're the playwright, you don't need to be the director or the producer. But then how do you craft the scene and make sure that they do what they're supposed to on cue? With trust? In the exact emotion that you wrote it. With trust? Oof, that's... That's trusting. <laughs> the um... no, and this is actually like um, you know, you, you had him on before, like Donnie Fan, like only three episodes ago, but six months ago, yeah. No, but it's it's amazing. Like he he managed, although he did he got a producer, and then seems like he did everything himself. Yeah, well, he was doing. Yeah, he did have a producer, but he was still yeah uh, not micromanaging, but he did take him. But it was his yeah. It was his production. Yeah. No, and he's, it's, he's it's, transitioned from doing tragedy, and he's doing comedy now. He's been around the country. Oh, yeah. I've seen yeah. what that guy's doing now. No, he's he's producing, like they're if if they get the funding up, they're they're going to produce something that's actually going to get like shown on TV in the states. Yeah, well, him and his buddy uh, K Gambit yeah, was yeah. also on the podcast. He's a fucking hilarious guy. Uh, I mean, those two, that duo. I mean, I that actually gives me some hope of what's happening in Beijing in terms well, of. What I'm saying it's like there's there's an energy here is. You know, it's just, it doesn't radiate out much. Do you think it's foreigner-driven, or is it the city, or what is it? No, it, no. I mean... Because there's not many foreigners left, and I mean, it's like, you got to make... Well, I mean, You were locked down for a month. Is yeah. this what happens? Like, do you... Well, <laughs> I mean, partly. Um, but with, at least with the writing, you know, like, when I do go to the writing workshops, you know, ha half the table are locals right sometimes more you know um when you go to the readings like a lot a lot of the readers are local even though they're they're reading in english which is i honestly am amazed at how well and they are reading in english like, yeah they, they're fluent yeah they're, they're writing in english they're reading in english you know and it's usually at a really good level you know and that's nothing but admiration for that like i can't imagine flipping that and then like you know you having to write poetry in chinese and then also deliver it in chinese to but we to... know people who can do that yeah isn't that bizarre like yeah. i do find it bizarre uh that someone would care that much yeah uh, I th maybe that's what prevents me from learning the language that much i think who was i talking about the the connection between um language and culture like do you need to adopt the culture in order to learn the language and the consensus was like no you can still use it as a tool you know, they, not all the english speakers out yeah. there or english learners are yeah adopting the way of you know trump or yeah. anything else and for any any other mainstream um trend or whatever it is uh well i mean yeah to, to do that in chinese would be fantastic
how are your Chinese studies doing? Does does that drive you? Does it inspire it's, you at all? It's um, they, they've taken a back burner to other things at the moment, but now now that things are are beginning to slow down for me, like it, it's time for me to start picking the books back up. Right. I mean, because you're, you're you're seeing these Chinese kids, and they're probably kids. I mean, they're probably younger than you. Um, but well, how old are these poets that are going to these writings, these um, workshops? Like usually <clears throat> after like. Some are still in university, but not not too many. Um, you know, they're they're mostly like working professionals, and this is what they're doing in their free time. Right. You know, and I, like, I find that amazing. Like, I, I actually I really do. Like, I respect that. And we need that. We need to meet those people, don't we? <laughs> well, it's, it helps. Uh, it helps to see <laughs> the humanity sometimes. Well, it, and this is it. You know, and it's being also, an English teacher, you get inundated with. The same answer. How do I just pass this test? And you're like, well, you could care, <laughs> or you could just memorize your answer. Go ahead and memorize the answer. <laughs> this is easier. IELTSadvantage.com. Go there. I, I like his stuff. His stuff is very good. But like, look in the, is it inspiring that these these working professionals spending their time? Yeah. I mean, they've oh, yeah. and they've dedicated their they've spent most of their most of their younger years studying a language that they like. I don't care. But then they learned it anyway. Oh, full respect to that. No, it's and it's really interesting. And also, I mean, like, if you think about all the work that went into getting them, you know, getting them to the point that they're at, to where they're able to do that, you know, it's like that is subtleties as well. With yeah, that that is not a small amount of work. You know, it's like yeah, not to Chinese learners, uh, but in any language student, uh, especially humor is very difficult. Yeah, but satire uh, satire depends on context you can usually guess if they're being serious or not but I mean when you're looking up dictionary words direct translation of like how do you say Trump is a dick or yeah. like you know I hate my president sort of that I mean not my president well, what do you mean by that is that yeah. di direct translate, <laughs> translation or anything like that um, but uh, even though I mean I didn't really have an issue with him yeah. at all whatever but uh, to, to have that that ability to be able to do it, um, I look at that and look at my Chinese studies and go, ah, so much. Even the idiomatic language. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, that's. We it. hear it all the time. You know, it's a doggy dog world. How do you say that in Chinese? You know, how could? How do you actually use it? So it doesn't sound like you're just using an idiom to sound smart or you know hit a certain yeah. level, right? Uh, good question. Um, so then going forward, you, uh, who knows if you're in China in a year from now, two years from now. You're publishing stuff. You got another uh, couple ideas in the works. Um, they, what are some of the things that you see going forward, like for yourself, for Beijing, China? You know, I, um, I I used to be the kind of person that had like a five year plan, right, and would do it. Um, but I. But you're a young guy. I mean, yeah, you yeah. haven't had too many of those five year plans, have you? Well, well, I've I've had them since like I was like fifteen. You know, um, no, but, it, you know, it was like, whatever, like, when I was at university, it's like, okay, in, in the next five years, I'll get a teaching gig, I will do this, I will do that, you know, and that's um, been the focus, and I don't have one now. Right. You know, partly because there's really, I, I don't see much of a point of making hard set plans when everything is fluid. Right. You know, is that because of the situation here? Yeah, or? I mean, like, partly, because, you know, it's like, you know, um, 
with the situation here and without talking too much about it, you know, it's like... Um, we don't need to talk about it. People are well, hearing about it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But, but no, I, I mean, you know, it's like... Um, you know, like, as an American with the, the tensions that were happening here, you know, it's like, well, am, am I still going to be welcome here in a year? Not a given. Is my job still going to be here in a year? Not a given. Right. You know, um, would I even want any of the other jobs that would be available to me? You know, maybe, but not a given, you know? So it's, you know, it's hard to make, you know, definitive plans, you know? Right. So it's like... So you're open now, you're pretty well, much... Well, it's, yeah, I mean, like, I, I can see different scenarios, and they all play out very, very differently, and they would all be okay. Right. Like, I'm not... What would be the strangest scenario that you have playing out properly? Uh, ending up living under a bridge with a whole bunch of like vets. Yeah, but that I mean that's that, that's, that's so happen. extreme. I mean yeah, that's yeah. such a no. But um, no, I mean there's like different things I think about. You know, it's like when I'm listening Friday nights. Um, actually, Saturday mornings here, but like you know Friday nights when I'm listening to like um, internet radio and getting like some sort of high school hockey game out of like you know somewhere in like Western Ontario. You know, you're just like, huh. The world's such a big place. Why do I stay here? <laughs> that, that's actually been something that I've been thinking well, no, about. And it's, yeah, I mean, and there are, there are places that I haven't been that I might like to go to. I don't know if I would like to live there and work. You know, I mean, and this is another thing, too. You know, it's like, um, it, it might be time for a gap year. What? You're too old for a gap year. You're never you're supposed too old to for have, a gap year. You're supposed to have shit figured out already, man. Yeah, dude. That could be the play. <laughs> the gap year is the play? Yeah. Every city is a different actor. Well, no, I mean, you don't have to, like, travel around in a gap year. It's just you don't have anything particular to do that year. Where would you be in that year, though? Because uh, it's like, Probably it, somewhere small and rural. But it couldn't be China because of the visa situation. Yeah, it couldn't I mean, be so it's, 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 no, This no. is what I sort of hit yeah. into sometimes where it's like I'd love to take some more time off and even, you know, becoming a student. But I go, well, then I can't because to switch it would be the visa. It just makes and sense to just work less. you know you're doing like a Hong Kong run that you might not come back from. Yeah, like so. No, no, <laughs> not, not happening. Not happening. No, it's... Uh, no, I've, I've known people who, who've done the uh, the switch to you know, doing the language study full-time. Yeah. Um, and, and there's, there's but pros I would just, to it. I would just work less. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I well, mean, not, and that's, yeah. And I don't want to move. I'm lazy. I mean, it's terrible. It's very... I've also got these things set up, right? So, I mean, I, I'm working on this quite a bit as well. Yeah, your plants are finally looking good. Well, I had to prune them or to pull out a bunch of the dead leaves. The uh, I had to change the soil. I killed my cactus. I call this guy Jerry. He's now in two parts uh, because the original one, he was doing really well. And we had him, uh, well, we put him in that pot up there mm -hmm. and that killed him because as a cactus, he doesn't like being soaked. Yeah. And uh, was, Cactus 101. Yeah. What? Okay. And then, so we put him into like a bigger pot like that one over there and that kind of did him in. So, <laughs> but I hold hope, hold up hope for him. Uh, I just changed that soil this past week because I see on the tip of one of those is another little green sprout. And I'm like, come on, baby. Yeah. Because nice. he's been there since before I moved in. Uh, he actually inspired me to write a short story, which I was going to yeah. actually send to you, about the, the cactus in the room that uh, 
uh, sucks out the blood of the people before, and the cops come in, they're like, they all happened. Yeah. And there's just a cactus sitting in the corner of the room. Crazy stuff. Um, he inspired yeah. it. But nice. now he's he's died, and he's trying to come back to life. I hope he can. I hope I don't kill this one. Yeah. But uh, those are the two uh, remaining little stems from that cactus. All the other ones I just bought within the last year or so. Um, one other question about publication, uh, being a foreigner here in Beijing, uh, is it easy to do this, being based in Beijing with the, some of the blocks that we have, some of the restrictions? How do you work around them? How do you get around this sort of stuff? And how do you maintain this dichotomic life between like the United States, and China, and like the rest of the world? I get up early. Okay. <laughs> no, I, honestly, 12-hour um, time difference between here and the East Coast. Yeah, you know, so that's pretty easy though. That's a nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's like nice if, if you get up at like five or six, you know, you, you get a couple hours where you can be talking to people in the evening. Yeah. Um, no, uh, as as far as like the the publishing bit of it goes, like this is something I'm trying to navigate right now because um, I would really like enough of these books to sell so that you know the the publishers can fund the next project. Um, hopefully do better than that, but like that's that's the minimum goal that I have for this. And so that means promoting. And you know, if you're in the states, uh, you, you could easily do something like get like a thirty you know a thirty day greyhound pass and you know try to do a book tour, like organize something like that. So you're doing like different poetry readings in in different places. Um, it's a lot of work to organize, but you know that's that's something that's doable. Mm -hmm. You know, being in China, that's less doable. Um, if this were twenty twenty, it would be easier because then everyone was doing Zoom readings. Yeah. But those have fallen out of favor. Oh, okay. Well, because people can actually now go in person. Um, so, but you know. Some some communities are still doing that, so that's actually something that I need to start looking into because that's again I, I could do that quite easily. Um, you know, like if it were in the states, it would just mean, you know, doing it at like eight in the morning. Right. You know, or I I don't know the time difference in the UK, but you eight know, hours I think six hours eight hours. Yeah. You know, but it's like it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be undoable. Right. Know? It's like that that would easily be doable um, social media um, I'm not the best at it but <laughs> <laughs> but you know this is something because of this project like now you know like my my next mini project is you know to be working on this and, and to you know try to promote it as best I can from China because you know, like I said, like this this is my first full length, and um, you know I I I haven't done this. You know, so it's like I'm I'm learning as I'm going, mm -hmm. and you know it's 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 going to be interesting. You know, it's uh it, it'll be good. Like the, the the work that I'm putting into it is something that will help me later down the road as well. So right. you know, it's 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 good to to get this. It's an exciting step. I mean, Beijing yeah. gives you another opportunity. China gives you another opportunity. Yeah. If, if, you know, it's just, you know, being forced to lock down and stay in one place and not go anywhere. Focus on what you got to work on. Right? Yeah. So if people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? 
Um, DavidHarrisonHorton.com. Right on. Um, Twitter, I'm at Union Herald. Because that's your publication or your sort of. Yeah, yeah, and those are arm. those are the two best. Those are the two best ways. Troll them on Twitter, <laughs> or send send your spam bots through to the dot com address. Or or you could just you know retweet. Bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, appreciate anything else it. that people uh, should know about what's uh, uh, what's coming? No, up? I, I I appreciate you know I appreciate you sitting down and talking to me. Cheers. Appreciate it. Yep. episode thirty three. David Harrison Horton. Thanks for coming in. Thank All you, right. sir. We'll cut it there. All right. Uh, and that's episode number 33 with uh, David Harrison Horton. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I'll have all the show notes uh, and the MP3 file for download up on my website, stevensersky.com. Thanks for taking the time. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. <laughs>